720 WGN High atop Chicago and WGN Street Race Radio Special here with NASCAR Hall of Famer, all-time great crew chief, owner, ambassador, and voice of the sport, the one and only Ray Everham. Welcome to WGN. Oh, thank you very much. And, uh, you know, I hadn't been to Chicago in a while and forgotten how beautiful it is. You know, some of the sights you were just showing me from up in the building here, you know, you forget about the, the pier and everything. Uh, what an incredible place. Well, these are one of the, these are some of the distractions, right, that takes it out of the norm. Racing is all about consistency, trying to maintain things, do things the way that you want to do it. So what are the team's thinking now because everybody is sort of at square one with a blank slate they're even you know not allowing cup drivers to go ahead and race the they don't want anyone to have a leg up on things so you've got all of that unknown you've got all of that excitement with everybody knowing that they're they can be they will be making history they really will And, and you know from from the fans perspective i got to to drive around the the course this morning uh in a vehicle and I can't wait to see these cars go ripping around there. And I'm thinking, are the drivers going to be sightseeing a little bit? You know, as you go past the shore and you're headed down there, you know, they're they're going to be they're going to be. I think we're going to see 160 mile an hour speeds headed down the you know the shore drive there. And you know, it it's just incredible being able to watch cars go that fast in the middle of, of city streets. You know, I, NASCAR's really never done anything like this. This may be the boldest move they've made in our 75 years. Oh, I, I think so. We're going to get into a little bit of that new market, new fans, breaking a bunch of new ground with nobody knowing exactly how it's going to work. But as a guy who's spent a career sizing up the competition, like who who has a leg up, if anyone? Is it the equipment side with Hendrick? Is it Penske because of just the diversity of the racing programs they do and, and ways that they can sort of kind of get intel to their drivers for this? Like, who, does anybody have an advantage? Well, you, you know, you'd look at the Penske folks and think, okay, they've run more street courses than probably than the other guys because of their IndyCar stuff. But, you know, NASCAR has done a really good job with this car with with parity making it kind of equal and the box of things that they can do with it is a, is smaller than what we used to have to work on so a big advantage uh, i don't think anybody's going to have a big advantage and it, it's going to come down to the guys that are really good road racers you know you look at you guys like chase elliott and you know kyle larson aj Allmendinger, you know people like no, that and right. you know they're that are just great road racers and they're not going to get a lot of practice uh the course looks like it's going to be a lot of acceleration and deacceleration and and, you know so it it's really going to be very i think technical the guys that start good stop good shift good and you know plan their cornering and breaking are going to be tough to beat this is the first time in history that the cup series has done a street race so you ask yourself in the 75 years why and part of it is off the air we were talking about the car is more conducive to it you kind of intimated as well you know the the schedule has more road races on it the road racing is something that is in a typical uh, elite driver skill set now where in the past it wasn't there was a few that were really good at it you'd bring in like a Bora said or something like that where now kind of everybody aspires at least to be good at it i mean it's a good time coming from all directions for this well and these drivers it's a different you know it's evolution right you know the cars have evolved we talked about what a great you know that how this car is much more suited than the cars that we used to have but the drivers are much more suited too and i'm going to tell you straight up a lot of the simulators and eye racing and and stuff comes from from these you know these guys are good from being able to 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 do that and you know the the fact that nascar is not asking new fans now to hey let, let let's 
bring them out to a stadium. They're coming to your home. They're coming. They're coming in the year. They're we're in your driveway, man. We're we're there. And I think that that is the future of where motorsports is headed. If we want to get people involved in the big cities, we need to go to them and put these events on right in right on their streets. Yeah, no, Ray, you hit on it. Not everybody who experiences the NASCAR street race is going to be even a willing participant because <laughs> it is going to be on here. And and I always say it. We always say that the sights, the sounds, the smells, and all of that that happens and you know when you come into this so you grew up in new jersey great local racing but not the southeast not nascar and for them to come to a market like this that is so unlike granted there's racing fans everywhere but it's so unlike the typical places that they've been you mentioned it's a bold move it's a brave move but with a big risk reward i mean the payoff could be huge because so so talk about that as as a historian and a fan of the sport in general this is a level jumper right here because if you get in here nascar and chicago gets the bug i mean it's going to be huge for new fans it is and you know NASCAR's committed. You know, they're committed to doing this. They've committed to Chicago. You know, Chicago's committed to, to, to NASCAR. You know, NASCAR is, you know, we're looking at, they're looking at doing things in the, the boys and girls clubs and, and some of the public schools. And and Chicago, with the commitment, what they're doing, building the structure here, you know, I look at it and think it is a great partnership and it is great because it is doing something great for NASCAR and something great for Chicago. When you look at Formula One and you look at IndyCar, you know, some of the tracks that they go, but if you look at their biggest races, the, the biggest, look at Look at Monaco. Uh, you know, hey, you know, certainly you compare Monaco and, 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 and Chicago, but, you know, you look, we got the same thing. There's really nice boats out there. We're along the water, racing through the city, you know, and then Long Beach, you know, where one of the biggest IndyCar races, same thing. So you, who's to say that Chicago cannot develop in, into one of the, you know, one of the, the big three or four events at NASCAR Holt. I was going to ask that a little bit later on in the interview, but I was talking with Dale Jarrett, and because and it isn't like there's an AFC Championship game or an obvious game with importance and a label stuck on it. The crown jewels for NASCAR become important because either history or the track or money or the setting. There's a lot of intangibles that sort of come into play here, and this because of the setting and like you said the unique setting you know there's bragging rights for the clash of the coliseum but it's an exhibition it's not a points race so this this matters in every way and it's big for the sport so so your thoughts ray everham like if this goes well you know god willing everything goes well for this and it's the exciting race we all know it will be does does chicago automatically become I mean, there's some cachet to being the inaugural winner. We still talk to Kevin Harvick about winning that first race at Chicagoland. But does this Chicago Street race automatically become maybe a crown jeweler, one of the big races out of the gate? Easily, easily could happen. A- again, as I said, when I toured it this morning, I'd forgotten what a beautiful place Chicago is and then thought, Wow. When I looked at the track and I'm thinking, these are this is going to be challenging, you know, the way that they're going to be going and you're going past the fountain, you're going past all, all of these buildings. They're having the concerts and the fan festivals and everything here. There's a huge, huge reason for people to, to come and be entertained other than the race. And, you know, it's great if, if you love the race, but it is, is going to be a happening. And I can tell you that the inaugural wins are important to drivers. So <laughs> we're probably going to see, a, you know, uh, on, on Sunday a little bit, you know, a bent bumper here and there and maybe some hurt feelings. But that trophy is important to drivers. Yeah, you mentioned Monaco. And some of that is the is the stars, the glitz, the glamour. And Chicago has every bit of that as far as a possibility, right? It is a cosmopolitan international city with some of the best food in the country. You got the beautiful lakefront, got some star power. NASCAR went with not just resting on the racing side of things. You mentioned at the festival, you've got the concerts, you've got the music stars. 
you know, and you look at, let's say, an event like a Daytona 500, there are people that are A-list rock stars, movie stars, all walks of notoriety come to an event like that. I think you'll see that here. Like, what do you think? Like, what, who's you? I would think everyone who's ever been anyone in NASCAR will try to make their way to Chicago, but even more. What they've done here, when I look at, uh, at the, the structure that they've built with some of the President's Club and things, they've taken that level of hospitality much higher above a standard NASCAR race or what people would expect from a NASCAR race. And I've seen it grow and evolve throughout the, the years. But when you look at its PGA level, you know, NFL level, you know, again, the suites, the hospitalities, you know, they've got concerts going on, like Miranda Lambert, the, the chain smokers are there, you know, you know for uh, us older guys, the Black Crows, but Charlie Crockett, I mean, I love Charlie Crockett. I said, you guys have got like the whole demographic yeah. covered of, of people, but I think that level of hospitality is going to draw the people that are used to going to a Formula One event because, it, you know, there, there's some really good combinations that that you sit in a comfortable deal, have a glass of champagne, watch the races, and, and I think that's what's going to attract the stars. Well, I mean, think about this, Ray. There is, and let the listeners know, we're talking with one and only NASCAR Hall of Famer, all-time great, Ray Everham. NASCAR is so many different worlds. I mean, it is not far from its roots and traditions. You go to Talladega, it's a much different experience than Sonoma, right? And so this has an opportunity to be more of that cosmopolitan. You've got all of those things kind of built in to it as well and they have as as you mentioned we've seen them trying to integrate themselves in the community and supporting the boys and girls club and whether it's the national anthem with the choir with there's a lot of different ways great companies corporate headquarters blue cross blue shield mcdonald's mcdonald's big supporter of nascar for years yeah and it's great to have them in their hometown be able to have that role in their placement with it on the manufacturer side a little bit interesting as well you famously taken every one of the american manufacturers to victory lane you did that this time for the pace car they're gonna have like one of each right they're gonna have <laughs> there's going to be a, a Ford. There's going to be a Toyota. There's going to be a Chevrolet. The pace cars. I was kind of disappointed. I was hoping to be the Blues Mobile, you know. But uh, <laughs> you know, but there's still uh, time. We yeah, because if somebody the, uh, there's a Blues Blues Mobile out here uh, that I, that I follow on one of the social medias, maybe they'll show up it's and ride here. around. It, yeah. It's at events. Yeah, look, that, we'll lobby for that. The suggestion box. We're going to go ahead and. <laughs> And put that in there. So it, let's say Chicago gets the racing bug and they want more. Obviously, NASCAR's got a three-year relationship just to start out here. So we know this is happening again and again. But once you prove it can be done, and once the city gets over a little bit of the growing pains of, you know, our traffic guy was like, hey, Dan, what do you think about this NASCAR thing? I'm like, it's going to be awesome. He's like, well, everyone's real crabby about the lane closure. Like, everyone just has their own perspective on it. But once we figure out what it is economically, just for the fans, and that it can work. I was talking with Mario Andretti during the Indy 500, and we had talked for the last couple of years about a street race here. Once you prove it can be done, then it's there. You could do it, maybe that, or maybe you always talk about bringing back the IROC series. Like, what else do you think this could lead to for racing? Uh, again, I, I think the possibilities are endless because you've got the course, you've got the infrastructure, and once you know how to do it and get it set, you know, that that NASCAR Sunday is a, is a big, big event as NASCAR continues to grow. You know, NASCAR's had a few crossroads in the last several years, and they've made some really great 
turns to take the sport into the next generation will the next you know the next group of of fans and the you know the next group of sponsors the way that television is done the way the the media comes about nascar they're they're doing a lot of things there but that that those friday and saturday events i mean it could be celebrity races it could be irock races you know it could be a, a number of different things that you know there could be a time when when indycar and nascar are back together again how awesome would that be yeah oh my gosh so there is so much going on and like we said even for the drivers there's so much excitement but also so much unknown from the fan side no one really knows and the feedback that i get what to want you know nascar has some packages and some places that'll obviously be good on the hospitality side and comfort side and experience side but it's there's so much unknown so as a guy who's always sizing up the race in the situation ray everham like where are you going to be experiencing the race what would you suggest for the fans to do seeing it for the first time well unfortunately for me i'll be in florida on another commitment <laughs> you're like, you're like, I'll, I'll be watching, I'll be on, watching on tv like and i'm going to tell you it's going to be great a race on TV, but if it were me, I would, I would probably get one of the middle uh, hospitality packages unless they're going to bring me in as a celebrity and put me to President's Club. That would be awesome, the right? But, uh, you know, to be able to see the concerts, I, what, what I like about what I've seen with this festival deal is you know, there's one ticket, right? So you could you can walk around, see all the concerts. There's You can sample the restaurants. You can grab a beer if you, if you want to. I Even if I had the hospitality stuff, I'd probably be walking around so I could get up close to the cars and maybe move from, from corner to corner and see some of the, the different areas of the racetrack. You know, being a race fan you know, uh, it's like going to a ball game. You know, if you're you're in a box, you still want to get out and sit in the bleachers a, a little bit too. So the good news is they have several different packages that work just about for anybody. If you want to walk around and kind of do your own, or or if you want to to, to sit up with the celebrities and sh- sip champagne, <laughs> <laughs> a little bit. Of something. And you see Jeff Gordon. That's where Jeff Gordon will be sitting. <laughs> that's where that, we'll uh, we'll get his thoughts on his uh, pregame possibilities and so as we let you go you know of course we'll have links up at wgnradio.com but right for you like is there i know the the car collection and we cover and all the guys with the Meekum and bear jackson and all of that kind of stuff and people are excited to see just how you've sort of kept the history of cars in a bunch of different ways and some great ones with your collection are there any other things that you're doing that you'd like to share with the listeners outside of race weekend? Right now we are doing a, lo- a lot of uh, history, uh, gathering up a lot of IROC cars. You know, that, that is a series that's very close to my heart. So we're trying to gather up uh, a, a lot of the history with that. But, you know, really working uh, just with my vintage cars and uh, still continuing to uh, to really work hard with our charity to help young adults on the autism spectrum, you know, be placed in the community and grow and learn and development. So th- those two things. And every once in a while I get to have a great day today uh, for being a NASCAR ambassador and and, you know, it's such an honor to, to be part of the NASCAR Hall of Fame and get to do things like this. Yeah, it's exciting. And people love whatever you do in motorsports. I know I got a chance to to see and talk to you and Jeff down at uh, Indianapolis Motor Speed with the Porsche event that you did. You guys got back together on the, the crew chief driver's side. Always exciting. So thanks so much for everything you're doing. Thanks for being in Chicago. Thanks for jumping on the show. I appreciate it. Thank you.